Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the BMF title is back on the line for only the second time ever. And while you might not actually care about that belt, I'm sure most of you care about this fight. Because not only is it going to be a contender for fight of the year, but I'm pretty sure whoever wins this one is going to get a title shot. And just because they both lost to Habib doesn't mean they'll automatically lose to Islam. So there's everything to play for between Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. The Diamond's coming into this one with a lot of confidence. He was able to weather the Justin Gaethje thunderstorm the first time with good defense and accurate boxing, but is the highlight even the same fighter? Justin has evolved from a forward-moving juggernaut into almost a bit of a sharpshooter. He's been able to technically outstrike the lights of Hafiel Fazeev, and he's one of the most refined guys in the division. I'm going to try and answer all those questions you have today, and we're going to take a look at a breakdown of Justin's striking, a breakdown of Dustin's striking, what happened in the first fight, and how has Gaethje actually improved. Let's start with Justin Gaethje. Let's have a look at what makes Justin Gaethje the highlight. So, a little bit of striking breakdown for you. He's got three main weapons as Justin. Number one we'll take a look at here is his overhand right. Dips, throws it, will slip and throw it over the top, but that's weapon number one for Justin. Weapon number two, this beautiful left hook. Throws it in a bunch of different ways, but he's always looking to catch people on the end of it with his lovely left hook. Powerful as well. Number three, the rear uppercut, right up the middle. So it's these three weapons in combination that Justin rotates between. Each one sets up the other one. Each one is just as dangerous as each other, so you have to respect it. And let's have a look now how he puts them all together in combination to hurt his opponents. So first off here against Oliveira. Backs up, dips, throws the big overhand right over the top. Oliveira grabs. Level changes to get away from the other right hand that's been loaded, but he turns it into an uppercut, level changes right onto it. So that's one way he does it. Overhand comes over the top, so you want to avoid the overhand, so you level change, but this time the uppercut comes up the middle. Different combination here, backs up, this time left hook, Michael Chandler sees it coming, so this time he level changes to get under the left hook, and he goes right into the uppercut. So again, the way to evade a left hook, you can roll underneath it. If you roll underneath the left hook because you think it's coming, you'll go straight into that uppercut. So this time he comes forward, ducks in, gets caught with the uppercut and the left hook on the break, calls on for more. So he frames, tries to keep distance from the uppercut and the right hand comes over the top. So in that example, he's level changed to try and get away from the overhand, gets caught with the uppercut. Okay, I'm not gonna level change. I'm gonna keep my distance, but because he's at distance now, he's set up for the overhand. So it's Gaethje just mixing these three together, each one causing damage, each one creating opportunities for the next one to land. So this time Chandler's wary, the uppercut comes, so he pulls out of range, but because he's pulling out, 
the left hook is there as well for Gaethje. So that's Gaethje in a nutshell. We've got three main weapons. He throws the overhand, so you level change. When you level change, he throws the uppercut. And when you pull from the uppercut, he throws the left hook. So you frame and stay away. Then the overhand comes back. It's just a rotation of these three strikes. And when he's got you freezing and you don't know what's coming, that's when those leg kicks come in as well. And he chops and then you have to come forward. And then the overhand comes and then the uppercut. It's just a really, really clever way of striking. It's super simple, but because it's all so powerful, you have to respect it and you have to be aware of it. All right, so let's have a look at what Dustin Poirier does well, because many of you have seen him fight for a long, long time. He has evolved a lot, but he still has some basic principles that makes him, you know, the diamond. So let's talk about his defense, first of all. So he's very, very good defensively, but he likes to jab and circle and bait out attacks. On the retreat, he's got this lovely high guard with the left hand and he'll frame with the right. This can help stop hooks coming over the top and also keeps his left hand high in case right hand shot comes around the side, but he's also circling this way. So it helps gauge distance and protect himself. Again here, jab, circles out, jab, circles out, and he'll wait for you to throw counter shots and then fire off his own offense as well. So Dustin usually is a lot more defensively orientated at first. He wants to get the reads, he wants to find the holes in your offense and make you swing, make you miss, and then start to pick you apart. Let's watch him here against Chandler. He's being blitzed. Look at the footwork, the range management. Again, with this frame, just able to keep distance against the fence, slips nicely. And then again, he's gonna circle to the outside and constantly move to his right because he wants that lead foot dominance because he's a southpaw. He wants that right leg on the outside of the left leg. So with Dustin, it's jab circling, jab circling, framing, great footwork, great distance management. So let's talk about his offense a little bit here as well. So he has this lovely check hook, bam, that he'll throw as well out of nowhere. He hurt McGregor with this, but even against orthodox guys, this works. And against the fence, again, we've seen this as a great highlight from Dustin. The defense and then that check hook. It's an offensive weapon that he uses defensively. But one other thing he does really well, which is gonna come up in this fight, is when he steps to his left. So he does jab and circle out to the right-hand side, but something he does that a lot of southpaws don't do is he does move to his left. Now, obviously, a couple of the reasons you don't wanna do that, like I said, you want lead foot dominance on the outside to get the angle for the straight punches, but also if you're moving to your left, you're going into their power hand on the right-hand side. But there's a couple of guys who do this. Vitor Belfort used to do this a lot. He'll step across to the inside, put the weight on his back leg and fire right down the middle. This is an example here against Oliveira, but this comes up a lot in this Gaethje fight and in the first fight. So here he is against the cage, steps to his left, plants, and then drills a straight left right down the middle. And he also times it with the leg kick of Charles, which is what we're gonna see against Gaethje in the first fight. So again here, lovely, lovely split time in straight left, steps to his left, and then bam, with the straight left again, and follows up with the right hook. Lovely straight left, and he can fire moving backwards as well, and then puts the right hand on it, drops him. Great ability to fire while moving backwards. And when he's going forwards, we know how good Dustin is. He will just unload against you. As soon as he hurts you, he'll square up. People always talk about how he squares up, you know, switches stances, throws from both sides, and just flurries on anybody. He's, he's hurt lots of guys like this, and he'll just unload on you. And that's a big part of how he wins fights, but it's his defensive capabilities from the outside, setting you up, nailing you with those shots. And when he gets you hurt, that's when he's stepping in and squaring up and flurrying on you. So you know this is a rematch. They fought in 2018. This was after Justin had lost for the first time against Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez was able to go to the body and really cause a lot of damage. We don't see that a lot from Dustin in this one. The way he actually beats him is very, very different. And I'm gonna show you kind of his mindset and the way he found the holes in Justin Gaethje's game. 
So right from the get-go, you'll see Dustin's on the outside trying to move to the right, and Justin is the one going straight forward, putting the pressure on him. Justin's jabbing, and as soon as he moves to his left, this is when Gaethje finds a home for that inside leg kick. Now, I do want to say, I didn't even talk about the leg kicks of Justin Gaethje. We know they're a big weapon. They were a big weapon from him in this fight, but it was ultimately what cost him the fight. So here's Dustin again, trying to frame, using that frame we talked about. Great job pulling away from the right hand. He's going to check hook and move to his right hand side like he normally does. Here comes the inside leg kick and he times the left hand really well. Now this is 20 seconds into the fight. The leg kick comes through and as you can go straight left down the middle. Now this is the shot he looks for for the rest of the entire fight. Same thing again here, nice frame with the high left hand. We saw it, inside leg kick comes and Dustin is looking for that straight left down the middle. But here's the thing about this. Dustin moving to his right hand side starts to become a problem for him. This circling motion to try and get lead foot dominance, you'd think it would make the straight left easier. But there's a couple of reasons it starts to not work for him and he actually makes a really cool adjustment which actually leads to the finish. So let's see what was going wrong. So as he's moving to the right hand side, all of his weight is on that lead foot. And so when he throws a straight left and gets kicked, he loses his balance. So he gets the straight left off there, but he's off balance. Again here, all the weight is on his lead foot. So when the inside leg kick comes, completely takes him out. This starts to become a problem. Every time Dustin's moving and the weight's on the lead foot and he gets leg kicked, he hasn't got enough power to throw that straight left. So he makes one adjustment. He starts to move to the left. So we see him now in this one. He's coming to the right, but he stops, takes a step to his left-hand side, and boom, plants the straight left right down the middle. When the leg kick comes, he's now also squared up because he's stepped through. So this doesn't take away his balance anymore. So here we go. He's moving to his left, stops, see him shift his weight on his back left leg now. So when he plants and throws the straight left, as the leg kick comes, he's already weighted here and he connects straight down the middle and he wobbles Gaethje with this shot. So he's no longer on his right leg, getting it taken out. He's stopped, put his weight on his back leg, ready for this leg kick so he can power through and start to land the straight left. And this ultimately is a shot that wins him the fight. Moves to his left, stops, puts his weight on his back leg. The leg kick comes through from Gaethje and bam, straight left, down the middle, cracks him right on the chin, hurts him. And then from here, he squares up, starts to go into Poirier war mode, unloads on him. Gaethje's trying to fire back. He's been picked apart at this point, but ultimately this is the shot that led to the finish. Finding that target with a straight left, taking the weight off his lead leg so he wasn't losing balance, planting and nailing him with a straight left. So Justin did have some success in this fight. It wasn't all Dustin, although Dustin really did command a lot of the action. So he has his left hook. When he could put it over this frame hand, he was doing big damage to Dustin, right? If you're going to frame like this, that's all well and good. But if you can't catch the inside of the hook and it comes over the top, you're not covering your chin at all. So he landed that a few times. Whenever Dustin stood in the pocket with him, he could slip this straight left and then come over with the big right hands. And that's obviously one of Justin's big weapons. And again, Dustin's planting in the pocket, straight left slip to the outside by Justin and another big right hook right there. So whenever Poirier stood in front of him, Justin was able to hurt him. Something else that Justin did a lot in this fight though, was this shell over and over again. Hands high, wasn't protecting the body. And just over and over again, Dustin was able to just wail on it. But multiple times in this fight, he was just covering up, walking backwards. The body was wide open for Dustin. He didn't really go to it that often. That's how Eddie Alvarez beat him. He found the hole around this high guard. But we're going to have a look now at the ways that Justin Gaethje has changed. Because he doesn't just stand there anymore. 
and shell up. And he doesn't just wing overhands anymore. He's turned into a completely different fighter. And I know you'll hear people say this all the time. He's different. He's evolved. But he has completely changed. And we're going to have a little look at what that looks like right now. So first of all, right from the get-go, you can see he's on the outside. He's not moving forward. He's bouncing, shifting his weight left to right. And he's just playing this outside game, ready to dart in and sharpshoot. He's become a sniper. So rather than just banging the leg kicks, he's faking them. And then he's switching, covering extra distance. And then he's backing out. He's not just walking forward, throwing stuff for the sake of throwing stuff. He also doesn't just shell and cover up. When he's landing things like these leg kicks, he knows he's got to get out of there. He's been caught by Poirier, rolls under the hook, and he's back. He's angling out. Here as well, lands a nice left hook, but doesn't watch and wait pulls himself out. I mean, you might say it's a little dangerous pulling out with your hands down, and it can be, but he's not standing there just trading and covering up anymore. He's hitting and he's moving. Nice uppercut, right hand over the top, darts and angles off. He's back out again. So he's become much more of a hit and run fighter where he'll unload his combinations and get out and make you come to him. And that's when he starts to chain together his overhand, his uppercut, his left hook, and then he breaks. And then you come back in and you don't know what's coming next. So here we go. Lovely level change into the uppercut right here. Fakes, look at this little lead hand here. He's showing him different looks and then spears it down the middle. Justin never did anything like this. Uppercut, right hand on the break right here over the top. Boom, changes the angle, comes back with the left hook. He's moving and hitting and, and, and changing the angle on his opponents. He's not just walking forward, throwing these shots anymore. Another big weapon that we see Trevor Whitman teach all of his fighters and also we saw in the physique fight is his jab. He's jabbing all the time now, and his jab won him this fight with Fazeev. It's long, it's powerful, you know, he's not over committing to it, he's just touching with it, and they use it to set everything else up. Double jab right there. He's gonna jab into a nice uppercut right here as well. Boom, lovely uppercut and a left hand on the break. Pulls out, ready to go again. And here we have this lovely jab, he slips it, backs out, Fazeev has to come forward. Boom, there's his overhand. Lovely timing, Fazeev comes out. What's he gonna do next? I'll give you three guesses. He's gonna throw the uppercut as Fazeev level changes. Boom, now comes the uppercut and it's back out again. He just resets the distance all the time, mixes up the offense, and he's become a really, really accurate, powerful striker. But there is still a hole in his defense. Charla found it and it's these body shots. He still has this tendency to keep his hands high and he is still open to the body. Jab up high, the hands come up, level change, two shots to the body, exits, just his hands are still up, so he goes straight back in, drills the body again, and he's back out. But of course, after that, it's back to a lovely check hook. So Chandler resets, leg kick in the mix, boom, uppercut, because he's trying to level change, because the left hook might be coming again, but then he puts the left hook on the end of the combination, so it's back out, now here comes the overhand this time because he's framing and trying to stay away so it's just that constant rotation of offense from justin there you have it basically justin has improved and completely changed his approach to the sport this thing has fight of the year written all over it technical stuff aside they're both absolute dogs they have zero quit in them they will push the pace they aren't easy to finish they can both take damage and they find ways to recover Dustin's defensive work opened up the shots that hurt Gaethje in the first fight, but if Justin comes out a lot less aggressive and forces Poirier to move forward, we might see a completely different fight. Around the office here at MMA On Point, we think the question is, who wants it more? They were both interim champions. They both want to finally get the undisputed UFC gold wrapped around their waist. This is the fight that's going to get them there. Let me know who you think is going to get it done down below. If you think there are other things to consider in this fight, and also let me know what your predictions are. 
Come and join us Saturday night right here on YouTube for the live companion stream as well. It's right from the MMA On Point office. You can watch 291 unfold with us. We'll see you there.